Right on radio. Right on radio. And we are live. Sunday morning live with Jesse and Jeff on Right on Radio. Welcome to the show, everybody. We've got a great show for you today. The Lord has been speaking to us. We've got some fun stuff. We've got some music. We've got this kind of a variety show, but we're definitely going to focus in on one or two particular things. And to help me do that, as always, I introduced her on Thursday as the holder of Golden Bulls. What does that mean? Jesse's a boater. Well, we might get into that a little bit on today's show, but I'm not going to give a, we'll just give a teaser. <laughs> okay, so we'll have to work our way up to that. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, Jesse, we've been starting out with some music, and I've got a beauty for today. It's about a five-minute long song. It's one of my favorites. It's by one of my favorite Christian artists. Um, and because we are not monetizing this channel youtube i'm going to test the copyright thing <laughs> all right let's test it <laughs> so this did be interesting people. because this is definitely one of those songs that i think that i from my research they'll actually put an automatic uh, generated copyright thing inside the thing and uh, everything should be fine I've done my research. Legally, we should be able to do this. Okay. Or just every 10 seconds, you make a really loud shout and say loop or something, you know, and then <laughs> the algorithm off. <laughs> All right. Let me share this screen. And this is our God is Holy by Don Potter. Our God is holy, is mighty holy. Our God is holy Our God is holy He's mighty holy Our God is holy Hear me Our God is holy He's mighty holy Our God is holy Sing with me Our God is holy He's mighty holy our God is holy Reach down from your heavenly home Touch us with your mighty hand, mighty hand. Send down our heavenly host Bring revival to this land Our God is righteous It's mighty righteous our God is righteous. Our God is righteous. He's mighty righteous. Our God is righteous. Our God is righteous. He's mighty righteous. Our God is right. 
down your righteous judgment through your mighty right hand. Break the back of the enemy's encampment. Release your power in the this morning amen so i just had a thought while we're listening to that what's when that? we do our live church service jesse you and i can perform that song live <laughs> already <laughs> I'll, I'll sing the tenor you can sing this the higher part there <laughs> i actually have a voice that could probably do dawn i don't know about the other one <laughs> All right, you just keep the melody. I'll I'll do the harmony. How about that? All right, yeah, and then, <laughs> for sure. Anyways, great song, and, uh, and and I noticed that you had texted me a song to play today just when we were playing that. I didn't get it before the show. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yep. All right, so Jesse, where do we start? Should we start with? Uh, well, we've been talking, you know, we've been about talking the oil? to people. Yeah, about the anointing oil and how to do that. So why don't we start um, with a, we have a great video that kind of shows you 
you know, once you get your oil for anointing, um, where, how do you pray over it? And I love this video because, you know, he really goes into detail about um, the things that you use the oil for. I, it's not everything that you can use the anointing oil for, but he does a really good job at covering everything. So, you know, this is a prayer that I use uh, sometimes when I'm anointing my oil. So I think it gives a very good example on the process of that. Yeah, I think it does. And, and Jesse, that's actually been one of the most asked questions that has come up. And and the thing is, and so this clip is about, you know, it's two and a half minutes thereabouts. But what's important for you to realize is it's not a big religious ceremony. This is not difficult. And the one thing I'm going to say, because this is in a church setting, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jesse, but you don't actually have to bring this to church and put it on an altar. You don't have to. No. That, I mean, to me, it's even more, I love that this church does that. That's yeah. really cool. And, and, if, and if I was in a church and they did this, I would participate and bring my oil. Right. But right. you don't have to. I, that's what I wanted, wanted to convey before we do it. So let me share the screen one more time. Actually, I'm going to share it a couple more times because towards the end of the show, I'm going to announce a very special guest for next week you won't want to miss it and you're going to have a good laugh at least i hope so it'll be a funny clip father i bless your name right now you have allowed us the discipline of consecration it simply means to set apart for your use. We bring this olive oil to you in various containers. All the containers different representing the people that have brought it to the altar. All of us may look different, but we contain the same oil. I thank you right now. This oil will be consecrated, set aside for a specific use. Only when we're going to pray. Yeah. Only when we're going to believe God. Yeah. Only when we want to protect something or someone. Yeah. Only when they're sick amongst us. Yeah. And help us to remember we can anoint ourselves in times of trouble. I bless your name right now. This oil will be used for nothing but prayer. Nothing but the vision, the work of God will be manifested by this oil. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for giving us the privilege of being able to represent you in our times of need. So I speak in the name of Jesus, consecrating this oil for its use, setting it aside as a symbol of the Holy Ghost. We're not going to fry chicken. We're not going to lotion our hands, but we're going to anoint for power with this oil. Help us to give this oil a sacred place in our houses for the use for which you have given it. Now, Holy Spirit, infuse this oil. Hallelujah. Empower this oil. Hallelujah. 
Give might to this oil. This is yoke destroy. Burden lifting. Delivering healing oil right now. And I thank you. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Come on, somebody shout Jesus. Pick up your oil. David G. Evans. Yes, I love that. And, um, you know, so first I wanted to point out, you know, he talks about it doesn't matter, you know, what type of bottle you get, you know, just you get something that will work for you as you're, as you're doing this. Um, I personally, um, like our pharmacy sells this, it's like a neuropathy oil uh, with frankincense and myrrh added, which were some older um, spices that were used in um, the original recipes for anointing oil. Um, so I'd, you can find it online. It's just called neuropathy oil with frankincense and myrrh. Um, and it's usually, it's decent in price. Um, you know, if you can't afford a lot, you're going to want to go get like a big bottle of olive oil or a smaller bottle of olive oil and set that apart. Um, I love that he brings out all the different things that, you know, as we're setting this oil apart to God, you know, it's for specific reasons. So when are you going to pull, pull that oil out? You know, we've been talking about that we're going to use it to anoint the land everywhere our feet go. So, you know, that falls under the first reason he gives that we use it for a specific use. Um, secondly, you know, he says that it's set apart. We use it only when we pray. Um, thirdly, we use it only when we are going to believe God. Um, that statement alone just packs a punch. You know, um, how many times do we struggle to believe God about something? A and the last thing on your mind is to pull out your anointing oil, you know, and to anoint your head and say, okay, Lord, I am going to believe you in this matter. I'm going to believe that you are good, that you are faithful, that you want to give me joy. And I'm going to claim that, or, you know, Lord, that I'm going to believe that you desire to heal me. Um, you know, he says that we use it for anointing the sick, um, for the unity of the brethren, um, to protect something or someone. And we use it to anoint ourselves in time of trouble. We use it to dispel the darkness. So that one goes along with what we're doing with anointing the land and I have on there, you know, to break the chains of bondage and wickedness and to walk as a witness um, that we are walking in the power of God. And so with that, I want to, you know, the churches today don't really teach about, you know, where, where does this whole concept of anointing oil even come from? But actually, Jesse, just before you do that, because I know where you're going to go with this, and, and I totally want to go there, but I want to make just a couple comments about what you said and what was in the video. So yeah, two things that really stuck out to me is, first of all, believe. 
Mm -hmm. If you say a prayer and you're having a hard time believing it, it's really not going to be as effective. Right. I say as effective. I don't mean it's not effective because God still hears your prayer. But, you know, and many times this faith that has healed you and everything else. Now, as a side comment to that, when you personally need a miracle, that's the hardest time to believe. And yeah. we all go through it. And, you know, sometimes God doesn't give us immediate healing. Um, last night, I received immediate healing for something that has hmm. been ailing me. Immediate. Still have the bruises, but I received healing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it just, it just, there's, there's, the, the other thing is, he said there's, he's infusing power, God's power into it. So right. believe and know the power in it. So listen, you know, Jesse, you've talked about, you know, anointing your shoes, you anoint the tires of your car. Someone had commented, you know, they're driving across yeah. four states or something like that. Okay, you're claiming that land. And believe me, with this army we're right. creating, this is a lot of territory that can be covered, right? And we're just going to start taking it back. Believe, okay, it sounds ridiculous. I'm anointing my shoes. I'm anointing. No, it's not ridiculous. The heavenlies no, are completely different than the physical world. We're using spiritual power, God's power, to take back this. And God wants us to do He commands us to do this. We haven't done this for thousands of years. That's why the other side is in charge. Absolutely. So I wanted to say that. Believe and power. Believe and power. Yeah, those are the main points I want to bring out. And, you know, what I want to share next goes into that. You know, how does it connect with are believing in the power of God. Um, so for that, uh, one of the first places, you know, besides scripture talks about the oil a lot and most of the time it is in reference to the temple of God and the priests that served in God's temple. And it was part of their, their daily jobs, duties, um, you know, they certainly, they were before the Lord in the inner court um, where they would make sure that the, the golden lamp stand that was in the inner court, it was one of the utensils that was in there. Um, they would daily make sure that that light never stopped burning. So they had to, you know, always be watching the oil levels for that. Um, they would use it for anointing themselves or others uh, to consecrate and set apart um, they would use it for, you know, healing the sick. If, if a leper came to them, you know, they would anoint that person and pray over them. So, um, you know, that's kind of, you know, on earth, that's where we see some of those images all the way back to the Old Testament for the anointing oil. However, there's this passage in Zechariah 4 that I just love. I mean, it, it sits on my heart, you know, all too often. Um, but it talks about the temple that's in heaven. And we know that everything that's in heaven, um, oops, sorry, everything that's in heaven uh, was a replica of what is on earth. And, um, or I'm sorry, I said that backwards. Everything on earth is a replica of everything that's in heaven. So um, this passage talks about, you know, that throne room scene and 
I'm just going to read it here. So starting Zechariah 4, verse 1. Um, and we have Zechariah the prophet is, he's in the heavenlies, he's seeing this vision, and this angel is speaking with him. It says, then the angel who was speaking with me returned and roused me. As a man who's wakened from his sleep, he said to me, what do you see? I said, I see and behold a lampstand all with gold with its bowl on the top of it and its lamp, seven lamps on it and seven spouts belonging to each of the lamps which are at the top of it also. So what he was describing, if anybody has seen like the Jewish menorah with the candlesticks, um, that was what he was seeing. He was seeing one of those um, menorahs with the seven, it's got seven sections for seven candles or seven lights. And he said, on the right side, um, I saw an olive tree and also one on the left of, of these bowls. And then I said, or sorry, then I said to the angel who was speaking to me, what are these? So the angel who was speaking with me answered and said, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. And he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel saying, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. What are you, O mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain, and he will bring forth the top stone with shouts of grace, grace to it. So what's interesting in this passage is that, you know, you've got in this throne room, you have this golden menorah with the seven spirits of the Lord um, on it. And you've got these two olive trees that um, bring forth oil and they supply that oil. As he goes on and talks about it, the oil drips down from the olive on the trees and down through the roots and the roots go into the bottom of this menorah. But as they, the oil comes in, it filled the menorah up so that the oil went up to the top and fueled the fire and supplied it so it kept going. So, you know, I wanted to bring forward some of those connections um, because they're really important. Um, at a deeper level, what does the anointing oil represent? Um, in 1 John 2.27, it says about the Lord Jesus Christ and his anointing teaches us all things. And we know throughout scripture, you know, there were times where Jesus was anointed. Um, you know, it started at his birth. He was brought anointing oils. He was brought spices, frankincense, myrrh. Um, these were things that were only given to kings or they were used if uh, somebody was dying. Um, so they were brought to him and they represent the seven sufferings. So it's interesting. We've got this overlying um, number seven in this imagery with the oil. Um, so, you know, what are the seven sufferings of Christ that, 
you know, make up this anointing oil in, in the heavenlies. Um, one, he was wounded. Two, he was bruised. Three, he received stripes um, when they flogged him. Um, four, he was oppressed. Five, he was afflicted. Six, he was stricken. And seven, he was crushed to grief. And the suffering of Christ is combined sevenfold and is, is part of that olive, that, that olive tree, the promise of life. And, um, you know, as you study the olive tree, it goes all the way back to the days of Noah, you know, when the flood came and God destroyed everything because of the wickedness of men, um, you know, when they thought the waters had receded, they sent out a dove and it wasn't until the dove came back with the olive branch that they knew that they could leave the boat and that they were saved. So, um, you know, all of this is combined in scripture and all those sufferings make up this oil with the olive trees and that oil drips down in the heavenly throne room and it fills up that menorah and it, it basically fuels the suffering of Christ fuels the glory of the seven spirits of God. And, you know, each of those um, candles that would be off of the menorah, actually, let me cover one more thing about the menorah. Um, when that was originally made, it was made with beaten gold. So even that everything is so represent, um, representative in um in this imagery and how God precisely told them to do everything. Um, you know, think about that, that, you know, we just said that this oil represents the sufferings of Christ. And yet here you've got, you know, this oil that runs into this menorah that in the physical world, it's physically beaten gold, <laughs> you know? So it's like this oil is entering into a physical beaten body and then it gives forth, you know, light to the spirit of God moving in power and lighting, you know, not only the temple, but the whole world. Um, Jesse, so this is huge because I've just, I've never heard this before. This is completely new revelation to me. Uh, and this is blowing my mind that the oil actually represents the seven sufferings. And and one thing that comes into mind, I was talking to someone special in your life earlier this <laughs> week, and I had a huge revelation as I was speaking to him. I had to stop him because I didn't want him to say it. I wanted to make sure that I had it. And he talked about the blood of the stripes of Jesus. Can we tie yes, that so in that or, is that, or are we going to go down a rabbit hole? No, let's, let's tie that in because that's very important. Um, there's a, a verse in first Peter one 21, um, where it says, let me see if I've got it written down here real fast. Um, <coughs> hey, while you're looking for it, says, I can give out the seven spirits of God because we haven't defined those yet. And I have them up in front of me. Yep. Go right ahead. Okay, so we talked about the seven spirits and because I've been studying revelation, uh, it comes up a couple times in revelation, uh, but it's actually defined um, 
where the, the seven spirits are the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of power, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of fear of the Lord. Yep. Did so if you, you think about that, those are the, um, another word for the fire, you know, would be the radiance or the glory of God. So when you have, you know, the, it's hard to describe the Shekinah glory, what it all entails. And the easiest way the Lord can give us an imagery is through these pictures that, you know, this is a, I don't want to call it a cycling system, but in a way it is, you know, you have the beauty of the connection of the son of God that, you know, because he came in the physical form, because he was beaten and, you know, wounded and even unto death, you know, because his blood was shed, um, that became, you know, the oil, those sufferings became the oil. But then you had it, it intricately connects with the blood because trying to think how to put this in there. This, this verse in first Peter one, and it's verses 19 through 21. And it uses a very specific word connected to the blood of Jesus. And if I were to paraphrase it, it basically says the radiance, or another word we could use, the glory of the Lord is in the blood. The light you know, what does it say about God that he is light, there is no darkness in him at all. And so, you know, beyond the physical form, we have the spirit of God that is light, his glory is so powerful, that, you know, you've got this anointing oil that goes forth into the blood. And you know, those sufferings, what did they lead to? They led to death. Okay. But did, did he stay dead? How did he get raised from the dead? He got raised from the dead because the spirits of God breathe the radiance of the glory of the Lord in the fullness into Christ. And he was literally raised to new life, no longer you know, with the blood of the flesh, but with the blood of the living God of the Lion of Judah. And so it is intimately connected. And now, you know, with that new life, with that radiance of God in the blood, it breaks forth into the spirits of God's radiance flowing out and shining light everywhere. And that's the purpose of the anointing that you know, as we go out, as we anoint things, it, it cleanses, it sets things apart. It, it's literally an act of, you know, the spirit of God coming where, wherever that oil flows, the spirits of God come through that and shine forth. I don't know how to put it into any simpler words. It's a very, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I've been thinking about for years <laughs> to describe well, it is, it, well, it it is, is very it's almost impossible <laughs> to describe things of the spirit 
uh, in physical terms and in our physical language, like who can, ex like anyone who's had that near death experience and has gone up, they say that, you know, there's no sun, just everything is light from God. And, mm -hmm. you know, everything is so illuminated and everything. And so that light, you know, when it comes to earth here uh, and it cuts through the darkness because there's a prince of the air, it cuts through, but that light just, it, well, first of all, it reveals everything. Right. And, and the other thing is just what, what struck me about, and we're talking about that day of the crucifixion when, when the blood of his stripes, where did that blood go? It went into the ground. That's right. The whole world shook when that blood went into the ground. Now you think of the innocent blood that has been spilled before Christ and after Christ. Well, that blood that went into the ground, that, that anointing blood, um, you know, Jesus might have looked weak in the physical. He was not weak at all at that point. He right. just had to suffer this to become the new creation to make the way for us. So well, there's, a, there's something more powerful with that, too. There's a we'll just say a, a working theory. Um, it's actually been very hidden by Israel. But we know that during the time of Jesus's crucifixion, that the Ark of the Covenant, um, it said, was not in the temple, that they were afraid of um, you know, the, the Romans or other people coming to steal it because it was all gold. So they had hidden it. And the theory is that they had hidden it in the caves that are under Golgotha. Uh, there is an archeologist who at one point he had posted pictures of his excavation of those caves. Um, those pictures did include pictures of, of the Ark of the Covenant it and he mapped out that that ark was located right under where Jesus would have been crucified and um, there was some interesting things he, he showed pictures that there was blood on top of the mercy seat so you know he questioned is that the blood of Christ um, it was immediately covered up everything taken down um, he ended up getting killed well, those are all those are all positive signs towards truth yeah. right um so it, so, so it, it would be fake news to say that no one would suspect the ark of the covenant to be hidden in jeff's basement right right <laughs> so yeah so you know it gets interesting when you think about that and and then you know as we think of the use of oil especially with um you know, in connection with the blood and the sufferings of Christ, um, you know, we use it for healing. And what does his word say? That by his stripes, by his wounds, we are healed. You know, so there's that connection, that proclaiming, that belief that when you put that oil on, you know, you're entering into the suffering, the death of Christ, but you're also entering into that belief in that, that he is, this life and that by that life we are healed by that life we are made new by that life we are cleansed um, by that life we are empowered by the spirit of god amen and and we are empowered and it's time 
that you as a believer, and if you're not a believer and you're listening, you can tap into the most powerful source that created creation. You know, uh, there's no other way to describe it, but the living God wants to be inside of you. And if you've already accepted him, the living God is inside of you. So don't for a moment think that you're feckless, that you're weak, that you can't make a difference. You're actually called to steward this world, to be in charge and to go forth. And we have, we're taking back our land. And again, this, we started talking about this just because of the stewardship stuff, but it's really evolved into kind of a, a worldwide movement now uh, of people taking back land. And, you know, when you walk into a building, when you walk into, no, no, this is, and I, and literally you can claim it for God, but I'm also saying, claim it for yourself, take responsibility for it. Because if, if no one's going to, if you're not going to take responsibility, are you acting as a son or daughter of the king? A son or, or daughter of the king has responsibilities. And by the way, in the yep. in the thousand year reign, you know, God wants to give you cities to rule over. He wants to get, so why not start now? Yeah, I mean, his word says that, you know, he purchased us by his blood so that we could be a kingdom of priests. And what was part of the priest's duty that as they tended, you know, these things that represented God, as they tendered, tended the altar with the sacrifices, um, their job was to distribute, to hand out, to care for, um, you know, so we have, we have a great high priest who he's doing that in heaven, you know, he is distributing that land. He is giving us that authority back. He is giving us the power of his spirit to go forward and, and to drive the enemy from the land. And as we come, you know, in working together with him, you know, what's being done in heaven is being done here on earth. Well, it, it actually started there and, you know, maybe it's just, it, it maybe it's just now, now is the time. Uh, and, you know, perhaps now is the time that an army is built to start doing this. I, Amen. I kind of strongly We're think so. Do- in fact, I, I don't, well, I don't know if we should go there, but uh, there was a little bit of a vision about our army. Uh, it's up to you. I think it's a great vision. I think you should, you know, claim it. <laughs> well, I, I have. Um, here's the thing. When I was talking to that special person, by the way, our prayers are being sent out to you if you're watching. Our prayers are going out to you. Um, in fact, I, I'm going to ask everyone, I'm not going to reveal names, but there's a special person who really needs your prayers and God will know who you're talking about. Um, so he told me this thing about the army, but immediately, and I said to him, I don't feel that I have permission to release that. Mm. So unless you feel that you can release it, I will not at this point. All right. Well, it was your vision. So I'll just. Well, no, 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 no. But I have the vision for the army, but I'm talking about there was a, it was when you and him were praying something that came out. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. I could give my vision. We'll I'll gladly give my vision for the army. Uh, in fact, okay. we're, we have a public statement that's coming out yours. on it. Yeah, I thought you were still talking about yours, not what the Lord had showed us. But no, what the um, Lord has shown you. Yeah, 
Yeah, what the, what the Lord showed us was, you know, not only people coming out of the darkness, but the Lord, you know, made, he's been making a lot of declarations lately. Um, you know, literally the Lord ha has stood up um, off of his throne. And I love, you know, the Old Testament when it describes God taking this position of standing up off of his throne. It literally says, you know, and the Lord, you know, was aroused and stood up. And <laughs> so it's just this image of God, you know, standing up in power and getting ready to move forth and arising. And so as the Lord is standing up, he's proclaiming, you know, that it's time for his songs, the new songs that he talks about in the end days. It, it's time for those songs to come forward. And um, so the vision kind of went back to, you know, my friend had said, you know, I saw the Lord carrying you as a child through those catacombs. And the Lord said to me, remind Jesse that there were things that I gave to her as I carried her through. And now I have never even shared this to anybody. Um, so, you know, I know it was the spirit of God telling this person. And he said to me, you know, the Lord says, you know, bring it forward. He's going to bring all those things to pass. And you're going to see the power of his mighty hand and he's going to fulfill every promise. Now, what he had given to me were songs of joy. And it wasn't just my own songs. Um, I would hear the songs in other people's hearts. So even these, you know, Satanists, these people who worshiped Lucifer, I could be walking past them and I would hear their heart song and it was like they weren't even a Satanist. Like I would just know that they were set apart, that they would come to the Lord. And, um, you know, so the Lord said that it's time he's going to release his songs. And for me, you know, I connect that with the harvest that, you know, his word says that the captives will come out with songs of joy, that the mountains will be filled with singing we're in a culture where it's not common, you know, to see people really, you know, walking or talking or communicating with each other in song on a regular daily basis. We don't, we just don't see that. But, you know, there was a day when that was a common thing, when people, you know, would sing to each other, they would sing over one another. Um, and I think the Lord is about to restore that very quickly here. Amen. A new song. I've been hearing this for, for months now. And, and actually, I have an idea what it actually sounds like. Uh, very hard to duplicate without a bunch of musicians because it's a combination of styles and stuff. It's completely different than what you're hearing right now. I'll just say that. It's completely different. Yep. And, and by the way, um, I think it was, oh yes, it was, uh, it was Key who sent me a link and I don't have it here. Um, perhaps you, if you Google it, you can find it, but there's a lady who actually 
through years of research realized, you know, because someone had asked how to sing this, the Psalms. Mm -hmm. So this lady, uh, and I forget her name off the top of my head. Um, it's not an easy name to pronounce. So she's, she's uh, from Israel, I believe, but she decoded that the musical notes are actually in the Bible. Yeah, they are. And, and there's some examples of them recreating that. Now, that isn't the new song. No. That isn't the new song. The new song is even better. And That's maybe right. one of these days we'll get some talented people like V and uh, maybe some of the contest winners from the Illuminate uh, or Music in Motion, uh, you know, contest that we did. Uh, you know, for Illuminate the Darkness Netherlands project, and uh, maybe we'll put something together. I yeah, think I'd produce it rather than play on it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I've heard you might have some skills in the musical area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I used to. <laughs> it's been a been a few years, but yeah. Uh, so the the other thing I wanted to get to about the army, and again, I don't feel released to say this. And it's only if you do, but in that vision, there was actually SOS. Mm. No? All right. No, you not... can say it. No, I want you to say it. That was not a bad. Mm. Well, I was, I was still seeing the vision in my head as you were talking about it. So I think you should share it. It's I encouraging. I don't feel released to say it. It's very okay, encouraging. Well, I don't feel released to say it. Um, I think I, that's why I, when I was talking to that special person, I even said to him, I said, listen, man, will you come on for five minutes and say this? And that person is a bit shy about doing that. Uh, but I wanted to take five minutes of him sharing this vision and, uh, and it didn't work out, but so I'm putting you on the spot. Otherwise it'll be another day. And I'm going to keep praying and saying, God release me to say it. All right, we'll keep praying. Definitely. All right, we'll leave it there. Sorry, audience, we don't mean to be mysterious. I honestly do not <laughs> feel released to say this. And I and I felt that as soon as I heard it. But uh, it, I'll tell you what, in general, it's very encouraging. And the people who are going into the SOS Army are being set apart. I'll say that. And we'll leave that. Uh, oh, one other thing that came up, uh, Jesse, and I've seen comments on this. A lot of people have said, what is the harvest? Because they're, they're brand new to this. They're just learning. Uh, can you tell people what the harvest that we've been talking about is? Yeah, so it's, you know, you've got people who believe in God and you've got people who don't. So what the harvest is um, referring to is scripture talks about in the last days that there will be this mass amount of individuals. You know, it's like, if you're thinking about this huge harvest field, uh, there will be a mass amount of individuals who will all come to the Lord. And just, by the way, I've got a number. <laughs> and and I, I don't like doing predictions, but literally I want to give you a scale. I think in the United States alone, during this great harvest, it'll be 50 to 70 million people. Will That'd turn be their amazing. Hearts. And yeah. I've got that through just some clever deduction. Okay. That isn't a word from God. I want to be clear through some clever deduction. 
And from reading the scriptures and comparing my thoughts, I'm claiming 50 to 70 million people. God, we'll take the 100. And, and by the way, it could be more because I think the, the young ones who were under the age of accountability could just have a pass. Right. Right. So, yep. wow, there's been a lot, Jesse. I, I've got to really study in on the oil and the severed sufferings. Give, just give those scriptures out one more time for people listening at home so they don't have to go yeah, back and uh, track all the way through it. Yeah, there's a lot. And I'll just kind of, I'll give a, a plug here too. Um, all of this is going to be going into a book that I'm almost finished writing. Um, it's going to be called The Anointing Overflows. So it focuses solely just on the anointing and um, breaks it all down and everything. So the scripture verses were 1 John 2.27, where it says, but his anointing teaches you all things. And then uh, Zechariah 4 in the Old Testament speaks about the I don't want to say the origins because it's been up there forever, but it speaks about, um, you know, the origins of the anointing oil in the heavenly places. Mm. Amen. So, you know, I yeah, just thought, yeah. I just saw a comment. Thanks for, I haven't been to church since, uh, you know, except for funerals and thanks for having church. And yeah, so we are setting Sundays aside to basically focus more on faith-based stuff. Uh, we'll do some news. We'll do guests and that during the week and, you know, perhaps even a guest on a Sunday, but I, I just really feel this time we need to put this aside and maybe it's time. I, I So I, ha I had a vision this morning, Jesse. Yeah. When I, I woke up early, like many days and the very first thought was more like a vision. I actually saw this when I woke up. And it was you, me, um, three people with acoustic guitars. And there were literally thousands of people in this field. It's a grassy field and on the outskirts. And so it's a cleared field. So there's forest around it. And we were holding a church service. So that is amazing. I, I look forward to it. I pray the Lord grant that to us one day where we can all be in our togetherness, uh, just sharing and, and loving on one another in person because virtual is great. This is fantastic because without virtual, Jesse and I wouldn't be able to do this show. Uh, we live far apart, but there's nothing like being in person. I agree with that. I look forward to that day. And we're going to be planning a lot of those things pretty soon here. So that'll be exciting. Yeah. And once the borders of that open up, you know, I, I really want to do this retreat. We talked about a long time ago. We didn't expect this, uh, this thing to be going on as long as it is. But, you know, they're playing their card as hard as they can play it right now. And right. it will come to an end. And I think it's going to come to an end sooner than later. And I believe... When things do come to an end, it'll probably happen in one day. I hope so. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't see it happening any other way. Um, again, yeah. not a prophetic word, just common sense and knowing God's involved. And God is involved in this thing. Yeah, he is, definitely. He's letting the, uh, the light shine on the enemy's plans right now to wake up 
everybody in the world. Now, some people will never wake up and you have a clue who they are. They're the people driving in their cars by themselves wearing masks. But we can anoint their car tires with oil too. That's right. And <laughs> pray for those people when you see them. Honestly, it's just, it's a, it's a sad, sad sight. Um, so Jesse, we've got a big, we had a great interview with Roseanne. That was so wonderful. She really lit up by the end of the, that interview and she gave you possibly the greatest endorsement you've ever had. Yeah, um, she's amazing. I love Roseanne and, and she's so spiritually deep. You know, it's, I just love hearing her thoughts about things and she's kind of like me, you know, where she really connects with the word and scripture and those, those really has that experience of being in the inner presence of God. So that's neat to bring out. She, I don't think she's really got to talk about that stuff a lot, you know, so it's neat to hear her heart come out. Yeah, it really, really was. And, uh, and you've spent some time with her on the phone as well. And so you've got into some deeper stuff, but I was really surprised with some of the things she came out with and the, the honesty of going through the system with, with mental problems and how they were purposely trying to keep her from God. And, you know, it's like, you know, there were so many forces that worked against her and yet she became, you know, she did such great things in Babylon, but she did great things. And she, one thing she let out that I, I've got to go back and watch the show now, but she let out that she always put in a message in every show. Yeah. Yeah. And she did. So now I got to go back and watch those, you know, but uh, (laughs) she's committed to coming back on the show and uh, we're going to certainly look forward to that. But this week coming up, we actually have some really big guests as well. Are really great yes. guests. We have That's some right. really great guests. And uh, well, are you gonna are you gonna share who those guests are? I should say because it's exciting, and I think people really will not want to miss these shows. Yes. So uh, let's do one at a time, and then from that show we'll go to the next one. But um, okay. the first person I want to introduce, uh, and by the way, he has committed to come back on. We haven't had great communication. I think he's on the road quite a bit uh, right now. Now that he's allowed to go back on the road again, uh, but he is a man who loves the Constitution. He hates political correctness. He has a big voice out there. And he goes under the moniker of God's comedian. So no, I can't wait. This is going to be exciting. <laughs> now, I just pulled up like literally the first clip that came up from his live stuff. And I've seen this clip before, so I know it's pretty funny. But he has a lot of funny bits. So I'm going to play a three-minute clip, and we can have a bit of a laugh. But I, 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 I hope you'll laugh. I find it entertaining. Uh, okay, give me one we'll second. Got to pull up the other screen. I'll see if his humor, you know, reaches my standard. I have a really, some say, dry standard of humor. So, <laughs> well, well yeah, and listen, he he has all kinds of material. Like he's been doing, he's been at this game for a while. Um, but so this one I thought was just funny. Uh, because the principle of the bit, which is just three minutes long, is how did Adam name all the animals? <laughs> oh my goodness, I, I'm liking this already. 
All right. And by the way, if you're just listening on Podbean, you're not missing anything. It's just a video of him standing up doing a few jokes. This is Brad Stein, God's comedian. I got to tell you something. I feel sorry for Adam and Eve because, I mean, they were the first people. A lot of pressure being the first people. A lot of pressure being the first. Make one mistake, everybody reads about it. How would you like to wake up to that morning headline? Adam blows it for everybody. <laughs> Crying out loud. So there they were Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, given the opportunity, the keys to the kingdom, to go out and have a one of a world that they can live with and be around God and hang out and be good. But were they grateful for that? No, no, no. You know why? I think what happened was they were given a few chores and they got a little bit crazy. Adam had the hardest gig. He had to name all the animals by himself. Think about that. Can you imagine having to name every animal there ever was and give it a creative name? That would be hard. That's why so many animal names are stupid. Adam got burnout. Gave out all the good names right off the bat. You shall be Hippopotamus. <laughs> Big 12-letter creative name. Go forth, Hippopotamus. <laughs> Ten hours later, cow. <laughs> cow, I guess. <laughs> I'm running out of letters. <laughs> I had another one. <laughs> yak, 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 yak. <laughs> By the time the bugs got in line, he just named them whatever they were doing. <laughs> Fly! Of all, the ama- of all the amazing things that fly in this world, fly got the name. <laughs> That's when God stepped in. I'll take it from here, Adam. Thanks anyways. <laughs> I was going to stop you after the grass hopper, but I gave you one more shot. <laughs> he called a fly a fly. <laughs> you know the duck was right in front of him going, come on. Fly, duck. But God had to put a kibosh. He had to stop it, otherwise the fish would be a swim. Dogs a doo doo. Cats a waste of money. It would have been ridiculous. Do we have any cat lovers out there? We got cat people. We do. Okay. Look, I don't want to put you out. I don't want to lose you. I don't hate cats if they just stay in the road where they belong. (laughs) Okay. That definitely met my standard. (laughs) Pretty good, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, right on, right on. So, Tuesday... He will be on the show. Brad Stein, as I say, he's actually a very serious guy as well. Um, he he has a, a show called Brad Stein Has Issues, and he'll talk about, uh, you know, as I say, he loves the Constitution. He hates political correctness. 
He's super intelligent and he really makes people think about things. And this guy will go anywhere with any topic. He's really well thought out. I believe he's going to be a great guest. Uh, I got to know him about a year ago and uh, on a personal level. And, you know, we had a great conversation. He's agreed to come on the show. So we're looking forward to that. And then we're going to have another great guest on Thursday. And, and who knows where it goes from there, Jesse. That's right. It only gets better. So listen, uh, before we before we just go and end the show, I want to mention Jesse's website, illuminatethedarkness.com. Please continue to pray for the Netherlands. If you didn't see the show we did on the, the bonus show we did on Friday uh, for the Netherlands, it's really important. Uh, some stuff happening there. And I've been posting on Telegram some updates, actually. Uh, some positive stuff is coming out of that as well. Uh, also, if you want to support this show, because right now we have opportunity to bring on staff to help improve the quality of the show, to make it more fluid, to give Jesse and I a little bit of a break, but it should be a paid position. And so if you go to the, uh, on Podbean, we have our Patreon channel. And by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, please go to Podbean and subscribe as well. The link is always in the uh, description. Uh, because you never know how long we're going to be on this platform. And in fact, I believe we're going to be moving to another platform very f- soon. Uh, Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, is, is launching his platform called frankspeech.com. It's not up yet, but I believe this is going to be a place. I'm feeling it inside listening to him talk about it, that this is going to be a place for us to go. Uh, doesn't mean we won't be on here, but I think, you know, we have to look at alternative platforms. And by the way, I do have an alternative video platform. I just don't want to spread out the audience too much. I want to be easy to find. So we're here for now, but go to Podbean, subscribe if you want to support the show. And literally that is just a support the show type of fund. Um, please feel free to do that as well. Jesse has her Patreon on the uh, Illuminate the Darkness com site. And again, supporting Jesse in particular, we're keeping her in the fight full time. Look, I run a business on the side. I'm okay, you know, um, but Jesse needs to be in this full time. I'm doing this part time. She needs to be full time and we need to support her on these different shows and everything else. So please do support her financially because um, listen, your money is where your heart is <laughs> most of the time, right? right. And look, if, if you can only afford $1, throw a dollar. You know, uh, would you accept a dollar, Jesse? Absolutely, yeah. See, yeah, I we got a my, lot of my minimum is three dollars. Are going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we get a lot of good places. Those dollars are going. So, you know, if you go to my website, um, you can find links. If you go on my Patreon, you're going to see, you know, a lot more about my ministry. But we do a lot of work with veterans and survivors. Um, not only here in the United States, but also in the Netherlands, and we're expanding to other countries. Um, I also have a show, you know, we work with individuals in South Africa area, creating awareness um, there and helping them to, uh, you know, enter into this fight. So, you know, all that money goes to helping, like you said, the fight to continue. And some of us are on the front lines 24-7, and, you know, we don't... (laughs) We don't get to pick our hours and and there's usually never a break so that's right but it, it's good work but it is good so 
and Jesse, you're, you're, what you're doing, um, you know, including on this show and on, on other shows, you know, this is impacting the world. Um, and this particular show, well, uh, the, the Lord has shown me some things. Don't be fooled by the numbers, folks. Don't be fooled. We're still Sorry. a small show. We're a young show. We've been on YouTube for four months now. But mm -hmm. uh, things are things are growing and they're, we're having a huge impact and you're a big part of it in the listening audience. We love you. We pray for you all the time. Thank you for joining Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. That is Jesse's a voter, of course, and we will see you on Tuesday. So remember, love your God, love your neighbor, love your family, and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.